Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. Um, we want to uh, really thank the people at Anchor and encourage you if you are starting your own podcast or currently using uh, another platform in your podcast to uh, try Anchor. Anchor is a terrific platform. We're very, very pleased with their performance and their technology as well as uh, their support. So uh, give it a try. Anchor is a great, great uh, technology and platform, and we're pleased that uh, they are uh, one of our great uh, partners at Blood Time. Thanks for listening, and uh, continue to support us as we will support you with great stories. Thank you. Blood Time, the podcast that speaks to the bond, the emotion between coach and athlete at the interscholastic and intercollegiate level. Each interview, each segment will reveal that bond and what was learned, how they were transformed, and what each athlete took to the world at large from that transformation. These stories will warm your heart and astound you all together. Submitted for your approval, now it is blood time. want to thank John Dyer, the CEO and founder at Nova Title, our newest sponsor. They're 20 years in business with offices in Worcester and Solon to serve you. Uh, they can be found at novatitleagency.com. They're making the American dream come true with three attorneys, six licensed title agents, two e-notaries on staff, and you can close at any time uh, you're choosing. The American dream comes true at Nova Title. John Dyer and his staff will help you do so at NovaTitleAgency.com. Hey guys, it's Coach Cimarron here, Blood Time. I really want to thank my uh, guests. What an all-star roundtable we had last week. Very soft-spoken guys, humble guys, but incredibly passionate about what they're doing. The uh, family team from Defense Soap, what an amazing uh, group of people there, started by uh, Gus Seiko and his, uh, I mean, uh, Guy Seiko and his uh, son Gus, Gus and Guy Seiko, terrific uh, human beings and great supporters of our sport. I want to thank them and the, um, the inimitable Audi Atienza, you know, soft-spoken guy, but so humble and so good at what he does. And of course, coaching the story program over at Solon High School. Yeah, last last week, uh, you guys you guys did a great job. I was so um, honored to have you in the in the studio. Thanks again, guys, and good luck um, with a phenomenal program at uh, Solent, and good luck, of course, with the growth at Defense Soap, which is growing by leaps and bounds. Today, I have in studio another terrific businessman who was the ultimate grinder, came from the ultimate grinding family. I had the honor of coaching his brother, Dar, who was literally the ultimate grinder at John Carroll University. Uh, Dar uh, is also a uh, neurologist. Yeah, uh, and I've got his brother here in studio, Hesh Sagafi. How are you, Hesh? I'm doing great. I sincerely appreciate the opportunity. I mean, yep. any chance to do anything in the sport of wrestling, just it's great just because for how much the sport's given me. And yeah. just the names you mentioned before me, quite honestly, I just want to kind of crawl under the table. Oh, because God bless You're talking about Gus Seiko and Defenso, or Guy yes. Seiko and Defenso, and right. Audie Dienza, who's just a legend in the sport. I yes. mean, just... Yeah. What he did in high school and college, and sure. and now he's coaching and teaching, sure. and sure. I mean, I, I, oh my God, I'm, I'm like a hundred steps behind those gentlemen. Well, listen, sure. you're not, and here's why you're not, because this, the the Blood Time podcast 
Hesh is about the transformation between the athlete and the coach, and then what did you do with it in the world at large. And so the stories we hear are from everybody from Lee Kemp to Scott Zafinovitz. And you talk about, you know, differences in obviously talent, differences in accomplishments, but amazing things that they've done in the real world. Scott Zafinovitz is one of the the most wonderful human beings I've ever interviewed. He's a police officer at Tribune Falls. Okay, never did anything really of note in the sport, but was a terrific athlete, was a captain of our team. He was, a, he was an inspiration to the younger guys, okay? But what he did in the real world. And so Lee Kemp, obviously, sure. you can't get better sure. than that. The best <laughs> resume probably yeah. uh, ever, yes. right? I don't uh, or disagree. arguably top five, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and what he's done in the real world. Now with his phenomenal um, his autobiography, son, right? Yeah, he actually came out with the movie. And exactly, he yeah. wrestled away. So we love them both, yeah. you know, and all the other stories. Um, and so you're in that lineage. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. I, I sincerely appreciate it. I can't say I am, but I'll I'll, I'll go with it for right now. Well, you know, you're I a grinder. It. You're a grinder. Okay, so you're a grinder in high school, and then you go on and you walk on I, Oklahoma yep. State. Oklahoma Talk State, to me a little bit about on. that. Yeah. So, I mean, I wrestled at Normandy High School, sure. which, you know, Parma State School District. Yep. At the end of the day, uh, I never even qualified to the state tournament. Okay. But I was, like, Coach Ferguson from St. Ed's was always kind enough to let me go up to his house sure. and work out in the off season and stuff like that. Sure. So I, I got to know a lot of those wrestlers at St. Sure. Ed's that were really nice to me and yeah. showed me a lot of things. So I always What era was this about? 1985. Okay. I was in high school from 87 to 91. So starting in 1985, I started going up to Coach Ferguson's house. Sure. And I met, you know. Yeah, that's the golden era. It is. Yeah. And I met a lot of the guys there yeah. at that time. Mike Carpenter, um, Alan oh, Freed, wow. guys of that sure. nature. And sure. they were always really welcoming to me and stuff like that. So right. starting when I was in seventh grade, I started getting into that. I started putting myself into those circles. Right? I should sure. say my brothers drove me to those circles, right? Gotcha. Um, so I always felt like I could compete with those individuals because when you surround yourself by the right people, and that's just so important, sure. mm-hmm. you start believing and seeing that what they're doing is possible. Yeah. So throughout high school, I didn't have, the, I never qualified to states. I mean, gotcha. I always thought that I was better than I probably was. Gotcha. And um, at the end of my high school career, I still felt I had a lot of wrestling to go. Mm-hmm. But this time I wanted to surround myself as a team mm-hmm. because my team at Normandy, we weren't really that good overall as a team. Yes. So I wanted to put myself and surround myself by the best people in the sport. So naturally sure. at that time, Oklahoma State was in, in just They were the gold standard. They yeah. were. Yeah. And I Iowa, of course, too. Of course. For yeah. a ten year ten year run they had. Sure. Um so I, I ended up going to Oklahoma State. You know, I applied to three schools. I applied at Oklahoma State, Arizona State, and, I, and University of Iowa. Sure. I accepted all three. Okay. And I decided Oklahoma State was where I wanted to go. Gotcha. And um I ended up going out to Oklahoma State and it was the most, it was the best experience of my life because wow. at the end of the day, it, right. it, it followed exactly what I believed, which was if you surround yourself by the right people, yes, you can definitely, good things can come from it. Sure. And I go all the way back to my, it's, it's kind of funny if I can tell a story. I'm not sure how much I, I can. Yeah, I might just please. We're here. Down. We're here. Absolutely. So, so yeah. I go on. Um, Stories are what we're, we're, we're all about. Okay. Believe me. Yeah, so so, uh, so yeah. it ends up that like I get to Stillwater, Oklahoma. I'm a walk-on. So I'm a sure. walk-on. They don't know who in the world I am. Gotcha. Well, and if I, you're not making state at Oklahoma State, you've got to be a walk-on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so I, I end up walking on. I, I go sure. into the room and stuff. I call Alan Frieda. Hey, Alan, it's Hesh oh, Sagathi. Yeah. I'm out yeah. in Stillwater, whatever it is. Yeah. So I go in there. So I was just terrified they might like kick me off the team just because I was like, you know, yeah. or cut me from the team because I was like, kick sure. off or cut or whatever it is. Yeah. 
So um, now John, John Smith and Kenny Monday at the time, they were out at the World Championships. Just average wrestlers, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't do too, too many things, right? So when they got back from the Worlds, we're, we're having practice. And I'll always remember, like, um, when John first came into the room, like, right. you know, at that time, for me, he's walking on water. He'd already won. He just won his fifth world title. Of course, yeah. And um, he's like, one more to go with the Olympics coming up. And um, my friend Mike Joya, who was one of my teammates in junior high and high school. Gotcha. And Mike was a wrestling junkie himself. Sure. So I'm calling back home to Mike every single day. Yeah. And Mike's like, hey, it's like, what moves did John Smith show? Because yeah. I've never had somebody of this level of course. within of course. four feet of me. Not many have. Yeah. yeah exactly. Let alone, like, he's showing moves on me and stuff like that, sure, you know? Sure. And I'd call Mike, Mike, he, he, like, he was using me to show his high crotchety, like, to the whole team. Like, oh, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So then uh, John, like, like, the first day of practice, John, Mike, Mike's like, hey, Hash, like, what did he show? And I was like, Mike, he did, craziest thing, man. He just he just showed like a wrestling stance, and all we did was a stance in motion. Wow. But I said, I'm telling you, Mike, I promise you, the good stuff's coming. Just yeah. just wait. Also, like five days later, I call Mike. Mike's like, Hash, like, did he show like the moves that like he just won the world with? I was like, right. I said, Mike, craziest thing. I said, it's been like a week, and we just keep doing stance and motion drills. Like, wow. and Mike was like, what? Well, are you guys like doing moves off of it? Right. And I was like, No, we're just like he's just like getting a stance, circle. Sir, okay. get in your stance, ready? Yeah. Fake, fake, yeah. shoot, fake, shoot. Yeah. And I'm not joking with you. It was three weeks out. I'll never forget this. It's three weeks in. And Mike's like, Ashley, did, did he show the move? And I literally <laughs> yeah. said, I was so, I, I said, Mike, I'll be honest with you. I think he shows the same things that Coach Flory showed us in seventh grade oh, wow. at Hillside Junior High. Wow. And Mike was like, there's no way. And I said, Mike, I said, I'm serious. I yeah. seriously think like, I don't think there's a difference. And um, to this day now, so my true freshman year at OSU, I started, I, I got to OSU, I started school there August of 1991. Sure. I graduated in May of 96. Okay. So it's Christmas break, night of December of 91, and John comes to me. Now, by this point, um, I don't know, like he's regular, he's my coach, he's sure, whatever. Yeah. And John says, hey, I, I need to start getting ready for, uh, you know, the, the training camps coming up for the Olympics. Sure. And now, I was redshirting at the time. Sure. You know, Alan Freed was starting. Oh, my God. Wrestling yeah. Tom Brands. And yeah. Pat yeah. Smith, yeah. Pat was going for his third title yeah. at that time. Yeah. And um, John says, I, I I need a partner to work out with. So we'll start working out twice a day, you know. Yeah. And he yeah. didn't say, I mean, he didn't say is that okay with you? He yeah, just he says, says we're going to do twice that. a day. So <laughs> yeah. I was 18 years old at the time. Sure. So I started working out with John twice a day starting mm-hmm. in January of 92. Wow. As he ramped up to go to the Olympics that summer, and then he won the Olympics in '92. Sure, his sixth world title. Yep. But we would work out twice a day, and um, to this day, I tell people, I say, because they'll ask me sometimes, they'll say, like, "Well, what was it like wrestling with them, mm-hmm. training with them?" And I tell people, imagine you're in a tornado, mm-hmm. or you've got ten people around you with baseball. When he turned it on, yeah. Um, I tried. I mean, it was intense. Sure. It was very focused. Yes. It was highly competitive yes and um the thing that i learned was john had a, a high crotch to his right leg a low single to, to, to high crotch to my right low single to the left and a snap down yeah he only had three moves yes i say he only had three moves but um it, he could do you could i could tell you what was coming mm-hmm. it didn't matter he can tell you what was coming it didn't matter. now the thing that i felt good about mm-hmm. was when kendall cross would jump into the group it'd be me john and kendall sure now kendall was on the olympic team in 92 and won the olympics in 96 yep. and he won a national yeah so sometimes i throw these names out there sure for me it's just for for reference yeah for reference yeah, yeah, absolutely. he just did it to everybody though yes. so i mean it, but that's great because that is exactly what a great coach tells a kid yeah get your match down and yep. take it to the opponent. Don't worry about what the other guy's doing. Take it 100%. to the opponent. 
100%. And you it, only need a couple moves. That's it. Right? You had three moves. Yeah. High crotch, single, yeah. snap down. Right. And if you stopped his high crotch because you down blocked him there, sure. he then went for the single. If you down blocked to the left side, he then snapped you because you, you know, and then he'd fake and pull you. It's just, yeah. it was just a circle of three moves. Sure. Relentlessly. Sure. And, um, and John never, never lifted weights. Yeah. He was, we'd just watch him squat. Just, yeah. I can't say athlete. I mean, athlete to me, like yeah. when you say athlete to me, I'm thinking, LeBron James dunking, sure, spinning, yeah. oh, I got you. this, yeah, that, yeah, the other, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Ultra flexible. John was very flexible. Yeah. But um, just, just he knew what he wanted to do. Right. He executed at, at the highest level I've ever seen. And I had some pretty good teammates. I mean, Pat sure. Smith, we are oh, roommates. I, I, I lived with Pat when he won his fourth title. Wow. Um, Alan Freed, still to this day, who I personally think. Now, I'm probably biased because yeah. of my relationship with Alan from the time I was in elementary and junior high. Yeah. You know, he was a few years ahead of me, so I was really high up to him. But I personally think Allen was the, the greatest wrestler I've ever wrestled with. I mean, John was. Um, we had a lot of people in between in there. But yeah. Allen was, they had the complete package, in my opinion. Of, well, of, you know, everything. To, to what you're talking about, I uh, I just spar with him a little bit. Yep. I couldn't even put a headband on. And this was, I think it was in 91. And I was yeah. I was a pretty good defensive yeah. wrestler, particularly at, I had man strength. Yeah. You know, I was in my yeah. early 30s. And, yeah. you know, I was really pretty good. I didn't even know where he was. I go, what did you do? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> I just did it. It he was, was he was like a he was like a ballet dancer, but brutal. You know I, what I mean? I can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, well, he was an assistant coach for me. Oh, for okay. one year. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. Watch him. Yeah, show, throw, yes. you know, uh, show the moves. Yeah, I got chills. It was so beautiful. It was you know? um. He the great thing about Al, but uh, the great thing about a lot of my teammates out there is that is that ultimately I was a career backup at Oklahoma State. Sure. Um, I started as a freshman, mm -hmm. but then we became we were suspended by the NCAA for rules and fractions. Yeah, they haven't probably yeah. got there, whatever. Yeah. And then I was a backup for the the next three years. Gotcha. Um. So I was a career backup is the yeah. bottom line of it. But the thing that I felt really lucky for was that my teammates never treated me like that. Gotcha. And and they always treated you. John treated me like like you're the starter. Mm -hmm. Because because the truth is is at any time somebody can go down next man up it's, it's yeah. next man up yeah. so yeah. everybody had to be ready right. so they always talked to me treated me drilled with me practiced with me like I was the guy gotcha and it was every day of five years out there yeah and um you know how I transformed that the lesson that I learned be my from next there question. what was my what was the transformation the transformation yeah. so the lesson I learned at Oklahoma State ultimately was John taught me. How to identify your goal, mm -hmm. how to set a, how to come up with a set of actions to achieve those goals, mm -hmm. and then you had to execute. Yeah. And it was, it was so the, the life change, the 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 thing that really changed me, transformed me mentally, mm -hmm. which ultimately helps me in my business today. Which I, I'm a mortgage lender, I own a mortgage yes. company, but yeah, Liberty, um, yeah, Liberty Home Mortgage. Right um, the thing I'll never forget this. It was my first two years at Oklahoma State. My record was five and twenty. I lost a lot. Gotcha. Gosh, five wins. Well, not yeah. to be fair to myself, a little bit. Mm -hmm. There was a 10-day stretch. I wrestled Kerry Colott. Um, I wrestled the number two, three, four, five, and six guys in the country inside of a 10-day window. So to be yeah, fair to myself. that's a tough one. It was a little bit. We <laughs> had a tough schedule. A we had a tough schedule, okay? Exactly. So I don't want to make excuses. I got yeah. beaten, period, in the story. Yeah. And in Oklahoma State, you're supposed to beat all those guys. Of course. So there was no give of, well, Hesh, but you wrestled good guys. It was, right. you're you're supposed to beat these people. Right. But anyways, I was 5-20 and 20 my first two years. It's my third year. It's August of my third year. Right. I'm in the sauna. John and I are just in the sauna. We're going to work out whatever and um i'll never forget this john says um he says your problem is you're too worried about winning and losing that's what your problem is yeah and i said to him i said well but but at the end of the day that's all it's about right because i'll never forget like um in the 
one of the only matches I won, for goodness sake, sort of at the, up to this point, was against Arizona State. And for me, it was like a big win, even though I didn't really beat anybody. I right. mean, Lord knows that Leroy Smith was the head coach of ASU at that oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. I think they yeah. just threw somebody out there just <laughs> to not forfeit. Yeah. But um, but I came off the mat. Matt, uh, John kicked me off the uh, kicked me off the bench and said, "Go sit in the back," you know. Yeah. And here I was at Sun Devil Arena, like Arizona State. Yeah. Like I just won a technical guy, and yeah. I was like, yeah. I was a young guy. I was eighteen years old. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "This is my biggest win." And he kicks me off the bench. I had to go sit in the back, you know. Yeah. I was like, How "Funny, whatever." How funny. And and I'll never forget this. At that time, he said, "He said the problem is, is I expect more out of you than you expect out of yourself." Wow. And that was at that time. Then so fast forward back to the sauna. He says, "You know," I said, "I said it's all about winning." I said, when I lose, you tell me I should have won. I got to work harder. And when I win, I didn't win big enough. Yeah. It's all about winning. Right. And he says, you're missing the whole point. I'll never forget this. He says, he says, you're so worried about winning and losing, you forget how to wrestle. He said, wow. go out there and just tr- worry about how you compete and do what we train you to do. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget this. Winning will take care of itself. Yes. I yes. applied that as a backup. So I wrestled in a lot of tournaments. Yeah. So I was a tournament yeah, yeah, wrestler yeah, a or whatever. So, so like I was that. a backup. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. My next three years at Oklahoma State, I was 50 wins and 25 losses. So I ended my oh, career 55 God. wins, 45 losses as a backup pretty yeah, much. Yeah, um, yeah, But yeah. to go from 5 and 20 to 50 and 25 yes. on that principle and how that affects me today yeah. is that in business today, yeah. I don't care if it's a $40,000 purchase or it's a four hundred thousand dollar purchase. Now the truth is, in my business, you make more money on bigger transactions. Sure, sure. I completely don't care about how big, how small, how much money I'm making. Some sometimes we do, and you'll know this from your business, of course. Yeah. Sometimes you do business and you lose money. Yeah. On that particular yeah. transaction, it physically yeah. costs you money to do it. I don't worry about how much I'm making. I just execute the job. I worry about closing as much as I can. Sure. And as long as you do that, money takes care of itself. So to my young employees today, I have 150, 160 employees God bless you. under awesome. me. Yeah. Um, I tell the young guys that are now 22, 23 years old in my organization, sure. I say, guys, because I'll, I'll get guys to come and say, Hesh, I'm not really making anything on this. I don't yeah. know if I'm going to do a deal. I say, listen, don't worry about how much you're making. Take care of the customer. Yes. Execute the job. Treat it like it's the only loan and the biggest loan and the biggest commission you'll ever get. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, the money will take care of itself. Because a lot of people say to me today, mm-hmm. what I used to say to Jeff, I, well, I wouldn't say this to him for goodness sake, I think it, yeah. is that when he would say to me, um, Hesh, don't worry about winning and losing, just go out and compete. Yeah. In my head, I was thinking, well, it's easy for you to say you won six world titles. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll never yeah. forget, um, yeah. Yeah. I, Pat Smith and I, I was telling somebody this yesterday, Oklahoma opened my true freshman year, I'm 18. Pat's already won two titles. He's going right. for his third this sure, year. Sure, sure. And we're walking out. It's the Oklahoma Open preseason November tournament. Yeah. And Pat's like, let's win this tournament. Let's win. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's win this tournament. Now in my head, I was thinking, it's easy for you to say you want two titles. You go for four titles. I'm just hoping to make it to lunchtime. You know what I'm saying? If I get by the first round, hopefully I even got a buy going or something just to get me into the afternoon yeah, session. Exactly. You know? yeah, yeah. So, so what you put out mm-hmm. versus what you truly feel on the inside. Yeah. I mean, I can give a hunt. I mean, my, my friend Steven Schmidt... I, we're like family. I mean, it's it's like a we're we're teammates, you know. Sure. And uh, Stephen lost to Mark Ironside Vi won the national finals, and we're just talking. Like, now Stephen and I talk every single day. Awesome. To this day, mm-hmm. and um, we're talking. And Stephen said, "He said when I wrestled Mark Ironside in the national finals, he goes deep down inside, I wasn't sure if I was going to win that match." Mind body connection. Mind body connection. You have to have the heart and the mind working together. Liberty Home Mortgage Corporation for all your home mortgage needs. Reach out to them at libertyhomemortgage.org or call them at 440 
665-7627. That's Liberty Home Mortgage. And, you know, the other thing that you, you brought up with, you know, the, the brilliance of Smith is so core to the brilliance of so many. Yeah. And I had the honor of having Frank Romano in here. Oh, wow. Okay. Coach Romano, yeah. How many wow. national titles has yeah. he won? Yeah. Created Coach. it, basically, yeah. at Notre Dame College. Yeah. He says his thing is trust the process. See, that's it. That's it. See, that gives me chills that you even right. say that. Right. Is that I was at, at one of my kids I coach. I said one of my kids. It's one of my kids I coach, uh, Kale Boinovich. Oh, yeah. Who's sure. older sure. brother, Victor. Yep. Whose yep. dad, Vic Boinovich, state champion. Sure. Uh, Lake, Hath- Lake Catholic, Lake Catholic sure. High School. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Victor uh, wrestles at Brexville High School. Sure. And Kale's at Brexville at our middle school. And I, I volunteer assistant over at Brexville High School. Awesome. So they, they let me hang around. Kind of a mediocre there. program. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> They're nice enough just let me hang around. You know, sort of like almost say to let me stick around the program. Yeah. Uh, well, I was talking to Kale about this um, sure. before the season started. Now, Kale's in eighth grade. Sure. He just won the middle school states for right. the second time. Fantastic. So back in November, he texted me. He said, Coach Hash, like, can we sit down and go over mental preparation of how I need to prepare to win exactly. another state title? Exactly. So I sat down with him and I showed him. We, we went through the process of these are the sacrifices you have to make this year to win your state title. And this is November of 2019. And he just won the middle school states. Just well, he hasn't won the middle school states yet because okay. those aren't for a few weeks. Gotcha, gotcha. So we're still a few weeks away from the middle school states. Sure, I, I shouldn't sure. say he won it. He's yeah. favored, though. He's favored. He's sure. favored. Yeah. Okay. Sure. okay. So here's something I told him. This goes right to exactly what you said, what mm-hmm. Coach Romano said. Right. Which is what. John Smith used to tell me all the time, trust sure. the process. It's so I told Kale, I said, if you if if the weekend of the state tournament, if we cut corners, didn't do everything, I said actually I spun it this way first. I said, if we did everything right, you dieted right, you went to sleep on time, you did all the extras that you need to do that you know you should do, and you, you stuck to those, you studied, you got the good grades, everything's in place. If you did all the right things. But all of a sudden, going into the finals match, we always go to Subway before finals. You got sure. that break for a few hours. Yep. Yep. And for some reason, you, you ate a bad sandwich, and it got your stomach. And the next thing you know, you're sick. You're not feeling good. And all of a sudden, that guy gets a call in the last 10 seconds of the match on the edge. You yep. weren't feeling And you lose. But you did all the things right the whole season. But you lose in the finals. Would you consider that season a success or not? And he said, well, no. He says, if I don't win the state tournament this year, I won it last year. So if I don't win it this year. Yeah. Whole yeah. thing's a failure. Mm. And I said, well, let me ask it to you like this. I said, if we cut corners and cheated, we ate the wrong foods, we did everything wrong. We, we never practiced as hard as we could. But the weekend of the States, that guy that was going to give you a run in the finals, that guy got upset in the semis. And then that guy that you're wrestling, who necessarily was, shouldn't have been there, yeah. you beat that guy. So now you're a state champ. Great. Point. But we know deep down inside Great that you cut corners and cheat. You didn't do all the right things. Would you consider the season success? And he would just stare at the people's page. He says, I guess, coach, when you look at it like that, he goes, I guess I wouldn't. I said, so now let me circle it back. Yeah. If we did all the right things and we didn't win that one weekend, yep. would you consider? And he said, he said, if I did all the right things in the process, I guess I'd consider success. I said, that's why you have to trust the process. Yes. Believe in the process. Yes. I said, that state finals match, I said, Kale, that, that's one moment one time, our career is not defined by yep. a weekend. Right. It's defined by our daily actions of yes, what we is. do to get there. And then what I'm most concerned with all the kids I coach, I know you are sure. because you're you're you coach for yeah. much longer than I have. Since the late seventies. You know? <laughs> I don't want to make you feel too old. Okay? Uh, I don't want to make you feel I feel too great. Old. That's okay. okay. You can you know what? I'm just happy to be alive. <laughs> so, there you go, right? Hey, sixty two. Great. God so, bless you. I mean you don't look it for sure. Oh god. So so the so you look at um so at the end of the day what where I wanted to transform is is one of my kids today, um, Marshall Willett, 
Okay. Just bought a house. Fantastic. I did his loan for him. I coached Marshall. He, I've been at Brexel for 11 years. He's one of the first kids I coached. I love that. He's an engineer. Yeah. Great income. Great sure. credit. 20% down. I, I forced him into a 15-year mortgage. You're now, smart. Now, he's, he's 25. Smart. He's smart. I went through That's all the finances br- with him. Yeah. I said, by the time you're 40, I said, how much which, are you going to save? Right? I said, which to you is a yeah. lifetime one. But um, Kyle, I can go through Kyle Wright, Aaron Acid, opened up Acid Academy. These are kids I coached in high school yeah. who today are men. Yes. And excuse me, Aaron Acid's um, runs a business now, Acid yeah. Academy. Yeah. He's coaching young kids and things like that now. Sure. And actually, he was at my house this morning. We're going over his financials sure. because he has to do his taxes. Yep. So we're going over how to list out your income, your expenses on a spreadsheet. Him and I meet every three weeks. Yes. Um, he still wakes up at 8 o'clock in the morning. So if Aaron's listening to this show, yeah. no, I'm not happy with that. Yeah, right. uh, you know, I mean, you're running a business <laughs> now. Right. We're not in the high school anymore. That's wake right. up at 8 o'clock in the morning. Right. But but the, yeah. those are my greatest success gone, stories. Right? Yeah. My greatest So my greatest success stories are not Victor Voinovich winning states as a freshman. Sure. Um, Aaron Asser winning states. Austin Acid starting for the University of Michigan. Those aren't my greatest stories. My greatest stories right. are my kids who are in the real world now and they're applying these principles to how they work and I'm coaching them and guiding them. Some of the, the, the best text messages I get are from Kyle Roddy. He says, Coach, sure. I have a question. And he's reading books and texting me, is this a good book to read? And sure. Kyle Roddy today is a manager at a Fortune 500 company and he's, it's brilliant. you know, it's those are my biggest success As you've just defined blood time. Just to find it because good and bad does not happen in a vacuum. Yep. They ripple. So yep. what you are doing is rippling. And so all that. these stories, all these men, all these women that yep. come here, whether I've coached, had the honor of coaching yep. them or not, yep. I have, I never have had, had the honor of doing yep. that for you, but I did your brother. And you have rippled this goodness, yep. if you will, this quality, yep. this process throughout, and it's coming back to you. You know, and there is nothing better. Like I, I feel the same. I, I get a text or an email or a call every day from somebody yep. I coached. Yep. Hey, coach, what's going on? Okay, but got I got a question for this personal business sport, whatever it yep. is. It's a beautiful thing. So, so that's how Smith transformed you, hands down. Okay. It was it was it was seeing how he carried himself when he came in. Sure. Our workouts were only thirty to forty five minutes. Yes, but it was. 30, it was it was like being in a gladiator lion's death. I mean, it yes. was game on when you went. And I mean, yes. I mean, Lord knows he just massacred me to death. Of course. Um, but I, I the upsides he also did for the rest of the world. Yeah, but you also got better. It, it, but it, you got better. Just observing. Sure. You know, um, it's funny because um, I've wrestled with guys in the past at some different universities in the area when I was in college. Yeah, and I'm going to stop you for a second. You made him better. And so here's 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 where I'm going to tell you. A guy, arguably, as the same quality as Lee Kemp, you know, yep. Lee Kemp, John Smith, he he sat, you know, he didn't sit. He called me from Fresno, yep. California in our sixth interview, I believe. No, fifth or seventh interview. And he said, one of the top guys in my development was my drill partner. Oh. He was like a coach wow. for me. Yeah. He says, and I beat the shit out of him yeah. every day, yeah. but yeah. He's, he, gave, he gave it my all, Yeah, his all. Okay, and so again, to continue your story, but I, I think that's really a poignant situation. Right? I appreciate. It. I mean, the thing is, is that it's 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 being surrounded by those people. Right. It's Pat. It's being around Pat Smith. Um, you know, at the start of the year, it, it was me, Randy Couture, Jay Rogers, Kirk Mammon, and Pat Smith in the run groups. You know, running. Now, as a small guy, I should be with the the the, the, the smaller guys. Right. But they were. 
I was slow. I was a slow runner. Gotcha. So okay. Leroy Yastark strength coach was like, you, run over there with those guys. I'm like, okay, cool. I was like, Pat's missing this group, so I'm not so That's horrible, right. I guess, That's right? right? And then That's Randy right. Couture, he was a two-time national finalist. I and, know. And Kirk Mammon for it. I could go through all the guys. And it was, at the start of the year, we were in the back of the pack. Sure. At the end of the year, they were in the front of the pack. I can't say I was in the back, but I wasn't too much far forward. But it was seeing how guys of that level, yes. ter- when it's game, when it really matters... The, the 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 guy who beat me out for the starting team for three years, Scotty Renee, he was just better. I always tell people, I say, I wish I had a story of like, mm-hmm. I should have been the starter and I should have yeah. won, but I tore up my knee. No, as a matter of fact, I, I was never healthier in my life. Right. I don't even think I got the sniffles at Oklahoma State for five years. The air <laughs> out there is pretty good or something like that, right? <laughs> I had everything go my way. John, as a matter of fact, I think on multiple occasions, tried to insert me into the starting position. Sure. When he inserted me and I lost, I wish I could say something different. You know, yeah. you always have pride. Yeah. So even though it's been 25 years. Yeah, you got to be honest. You gotta, Scotty yeah. always beat me. I beat, you know, but even with Scotty, it was, we had super close matches. But when it came time to wrestle off for the national tournament, yeah. he blitzed me. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, yeah. when it came time for nationals, four-time All-American he was. Yeah. It, it was... It was he he game on. Game on. Where, where yeah. you you yeah. got to see the guy what when you guys get to a point or when moments happen sure. and you gotta turn it on, these guys at that level, sure. they flip the switch. Yes, they do. So I apply that to what I do today. Yes. And I tell people this all the time that like honestly, like today at my business, uh-huh. I think I finally get it. Okay. I have confidence today where I feel confident with every day I get up, every day I go into work, right. every day I tack the day, I win that one day. And John, those are principles John used to tell me all the time when we were working out was just, we'd be we'd be done working out, we'd be sitting on the wall, cooling yeah. down. Yeah. And he would say, listen, you just, you guys start focusing on tomorrow. Yes. Just start focusing on tomorrow. Yes. Today's done. Worry yeah. about tomorrow. So he'd say all these little things to me. I know that like, um, we would go out after the season and this was, you're getting into April of 1992. Okay. So Pat just won his... Third title. Sure. Allen had, um, that year, Allen had, we were suspended by the NCAA, so that was the one year Allen didn't wrestle at the national tournament. And he would have he won. He would have won that year. Yeah, he no won. question about yeah, it. He yeah, lost yeah. to, he, he lost to Brands, yeah. he lost to Brands twice. Right. When I was a true freshman in a red, sh- let's see, when I was a true freshman, no, he lost to Brands the year right before I got there, and then when I was a true freshman, and then he suspended by the NCAA and moving forward. So it's April, so the season's done. Mm-hmm. So naturally, we're, go- we're, we're college kids, we're 19, 20 years old. Right. And we're going out, having right. fun, whatever. And we go to this place called Eskimo Joe's, which if, if anyone knows Oklahoma State and still Oklahoma, you know Eskimo Joe's. So we go there in the afternoon on a Sunday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon to get lunch. And we're yeah. a bunch of 19, 20-year-olds. Yeah. Again, you're talking Alan Freed, yeah. national finalist. Pat Smith, national champion. Alan Freed, national champion. Chris Owens, national finalist. Um, yeah. I can give you a list of seven guys off the top of my head that were in the national finals that year or okay. whatever it was. okay. And Kenny Monday would come and Kendall Cross would come and they would hang yeah. out with us, right? Sure. And John wouldn't come. Yeah. And we thought as a group, it'd be like, like he's like he's like too good for us, you yeah. know, whatever. I look back at that now, yeah. today, and I say he had a goal. Yes. He had a formula to get there. Sure. And at the end of the day, hanging out with a bunch of twenty-year-olds, Eskimo Joes, yeah. sitting around yeah, eating was, hamburgers, yeah. it wasn't part of the equation. Yes. Now I'm not yes. being horrible to some of the other people I've named. I mean, Kenny to me, Kenny Money, I love Kenny Money to death. Hey, listen, he's phenomenal. Three-time world champion, but John was six. arguably one of the greatest athletes ever. Uh, hands up. Sport. Kenny was. I mean, I could talk for our Kenny. Sure. I'm going to wrestle Kerry Colot. Yeah. And uh, Kenny Money's warming me up. Yeah. And I'll never forget that him warming me up behind the bench. And it was like he's like, "You're ready. You're ready. You're ready." Yeah. Now inside my head, yeah. I was like, "Oh my God, this is gonna be horrible." <laughs> you know, I ended up. Losing uh, by I think eight points or so. Yeah. Um. But but again though, Kenny like just he I would wrestle with Kenny. Sure. 
I weighed 150 pounds. I was a 34 pounder at the time. Yeah. Kenny yeah. weighed 200 pounds. Yeah. I'm telling you, like I, Kenny and Kendall Cross, when I would wrestle with Kendall, you would, you would, they called him Gumby. Yeah. You would hit him with a double leg and get him both off the ground. You'd slam him on the ground and he'd bounce right up whatever it was and he'd throw his leg over you and then the next thing you know, you're, you're laying fine on your back, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm not kidding you. It was always like, yeah. I, I'd get back up and I'd be like, I got, I'm getting them. I'm getting them on this next one. Mm -hmm. Like, they would always make you feel like you're right at the doorstep. Sure. Now, mind you, John, mm -hmm. the way I explain it sort of is, he would like shatter you like a piece of glass and then stomp on all the little pieces, whatever yes. it was left. Of it. it was just the way it was business. You know what I'm saying? But like Kenny and Kendall and yeah. those guys there, yeah. man, they would they would make me feel like I, I was I was in it. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Even I think Kenny with his pinky could have just stuck it on my head and just shoot me away, goodness sakes. Right? So you know. so the so all this experience, so what motivated you to open? To, so when it got in the mortgage yeah. industry, so ultimately my, my family's doctors, mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be a doctor. Right. I didn't end up going that direction in full. I went to Case Western, had a program uh, through their medical school yeah. that I was I was in. I didn't complete the program. Mm -hmm. So when I left that program, I was a guy with a biology degree that really couldn't, you know, biology degrees don't, no disrespect to people with them. I got one myself. I, but, listen, I got a history degree, so I get it. Okay, you I get it. I got a master's in history. What, you okay. know, I'm, I'm really smart on history. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so my one friend was doing mortgages at the time, yeah. and it was sales, and I knew that I it was, I just started doing it. Sure. And the next thing I came, now mind you, actually, I first started flipping houses. Okay. So sure. I, I was like, the doctor route's not going to happen. Right. Medical school's not going to happen. Right. Um, or completing medical school's not going to happen. And... I started flipping houses. Sure. So the, the, the hunger to make money was not gone right. with my academic, right. with that leaving. Right. So I started flipping houses. That didn't work. I started day trading stocks. Gotcha. I formed a construction company, which I started doing roofing and siding and mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. And my friend was doing mortgages at the time. So I started doing mortgages just on the side. Sure. So I started doing mortgages on the side and I figured out that it was a lot nicer to sit in a climate controlled office. Yeah. Than sitting on a roof in yep. in East Cleveland, yep. ripping shingles off a roof from God knows how high. Right. So then I just started doing loans more and more and more. Sure. And by eight, by two thousand, I went full time into it. Wow. And then I came to realize, quite honestly, I tell people this all the time. I said, it's funny because at Oklahoma State, uh -huh. every single person on the team wanted to win a national title. Sure. And every single person in Division One wrestling wanted to win a national title. Sure. Um, in my industry today, in sales. I'm not kidding you. 95% of my of salesmen or salespeople, in my opinion, are doing it out of default. They're not happy with it. They're constantly looking for other things. Gotcha. And when I wrestled Oklahoma State and when I was a backup, my attention never shifted to I should transfer because I should be a starter. I always looked at it like I'm gonna make it, it's gonna I'm gonna make my make it here or not yeah. make it here. Yeah. And this is where I make my stand. Sure. And I either start or I don't, and I'm gonna dig my heels in, I'm gonna move forward with it. Yeah. And in sales. I came to realize that most of the people in the industry did not have my desire or wish for success. Your grit. Or the grit, if you want right, to say, to get right. through the, go through the grind of and it. You know, and that's what, you know, entrepreneurs either make or break themselves with their tenacity, honestly, because there's so much, there's a lot of talent out there. But if you don't mix that together, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, and that's the, and it's funny that you say that because, um, mm -hmm. because it, it's, that's exactly what I tell people mm -hmm. I, because they say to me, well, Hesh, you're successful or I, mm -hmm. I'm successful to relative to some, mm -hmm. but I have a lot more to go ahead. Right? right. So in the end, I say to people, I say that, um, I don't think, um, that it's, I don't have superior sales skills. I'm not a smooth talker. Um, 
I'm not sophisticated in education. I have a degree in biology. I'm in the finance industry. Yes. Okay. But the one thing that I will put up against anybody is my tenacity and my grit. Yeah. That that's the one thing that if you call John right now or talk to Kendall Cross mm-hmm. or even Kenny Monday or any of the mm-hmm. people that coach me, the one thing they would say is that you couldn't break me. Yeah. I would constantly keep coming and coming. And when they would tell me John would call me randomly on a Sunday if we already worked out and we weren't planning on tours, he'd call me and say, Hey, let's get another workout in. I would just say, When? Yeah. What time? Right. And I was going. Right. And it's it's the it's the grit of going back into the fire. Work ethic. Work ethic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, and we talk about that all the time. In any wrestling room I I ever in, I'm saying, look, I want to hire wrestlers. And that's what I say. I want to hire athletes, wrestlers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I've only had one or two bad hires yeah. and they had some other things going on yeah. in their lives. Yeah. But it wasn't about their work ethic. Yeah. It was about something else. You know? The wrestlers are like, it's like a piece of steel. It is. You can, you can, they bend, they don't break. Right. And then I'll even expand beyond wrestlers. Um, I, I go to college athletes. Sure. Athletes. Sure. You know, but wrestling is definitely, I was, again, I had a conversation with a wrestler yesterday. He's coming sure. in on Tuesday for an interview. Fantastic. So, Fantastic. I, I, and yeah. I already told him, I said, yeah. I'll hire you. Yeah. Just because of your background. Sure. He was a college wrestler. Sure. I want to say it was a Division three All-American, I believe. Yes. And I said that it's not even the All-American. It's right. just you're a wrestler. Right. Anyone who's wrestled understands of you stop drinking water at 11 in the morning, the day of a weigh-in. And even in high school, you're weighing yeah. in at 6, 7 o'clock at night. You cut the water out at 11 in the morning. To go without water for 7, 8, 9 hours after cutting weight by itself, Yes. That's that tests your intestinal fortitude of your, no your strength. No question. So any wrestler, it, you don't have to be a state champion. You don't have to be a national champion. Um, John used to tell me this all the time. I would say when we were sitting in those saunas warming up, um, I'd always say to him, like, like, you're just going to walk yeah. like to the Olympic title. The next, yeah. Yeah. This is right before yeah. the Olympics. And he always say, he'd say, the next guy I wrestle could be the guy that beats me. Right. And he said, everybody wants to beat me, and it could be the guy I'm wrestling in the first round, and if it's not him, it's the guy in the next round. He yeah. never took anybody for granted. That's he so smart. He went. So smart. It was, it, yeah. And that's why when, whenever he wrestled me or Alan or Kendall or Pat, Mm-hmm. You know, now, now yep. I think Pat, he gave the big brother syndrome too. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. he was the yeah. older brother, whatever. But it was the same. It was 150% from sure. it. It was not, there was right. no let up from it. Yeah. And I took that. And not just that. Coach Flory, my junior high coach, yeah. my best coach yes. in my wrestling career, my seventh grade coach, Coach Flory, Hillside Junior High. My I love Coach best, Flory if he's still yes, alive. I, All he, right. he has, All right, we love We're him. Facebook we love friends. Him. We love him. Um, yeah. Coach Prokopovich sure. was the assistant coach in yeah. seventh grade at Hillside Junior High. Sure. That was that was my best coaches. My next best coach was Coach Trammell. Oh. Bruce Trammell. Bruce, the the second in the nation. Runner, Bruce, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, here. Yeah. I got to give you this story yeah. since, since I bring and this he's up. He's in your business, real estate, right? He sells real estate. Yes. Coach Trammell says, see, I call him Coach Trammell. He's exactly. Coach Trammell to me. Bruce Trammell. We love him. So I'm at Oklahoma State. Yeah. It's my true freshman year. And about practice always starts every day at three thirty. Sure. So you get in the room at three o'clock because sure. practice starts at three thirty. And John used to always say, if you're if if you're on time, you're late. Yep. So the team's in the room at three. Practice sure. starts at three thirty. I go to the arena at two thirty because I lived in the Bennett dorms right okay. across the street from the arena. Sure. So for me, it was easy to just walk across the street. Yeah. So I go to the arena and I go up to this gentleman's name. His name was Dave Martin. Okay. Dave Martin was the assistant assistant athletic director of the university. I talked to Dave Martin and I talked to Coach Chesbro. Sure. Coach Chesbro. Um, I got a little story on him too, if I can yeah, tell. Yeah. But Dave, so I go to Dave's office every day before practice. Yeah. Well, Dave's the AD, the assistant AD of the university, so he's got this big, gigantic office. Yeah. You know, which on top of the fact, to an eighteen-year-old, oh my god, it right? seemed like a palace yeah. on top. But it was a beautiful office. Yeah. So the one time Dave's on the phone, I'm just sitting in his chair waiting to talk to him in front of his desk, and Dave, um, 
hangs up the phone and I'm looking at his plaque that he's got on the wall. Um, now Dave wrestled with Dan Gable on Iowa State the day the year that Gable lost to Larry Owings. Wow. Dave won the national title. Wow. So they were teammates. Him and Dan sure, Gable were. Sure. So he'd always give me Dan Gable stories and we talk wrestling sure. stories. I'd listen yeah. to his stories. Yeah. Dave was awesome. And to this day, he's he's the assistant AD still at OSU. Wow. And we still talk periodically. Yeah. So I'm looking at his picture on the trophy stand, yeah. and he's uh, and he's at number one, right? And I'm looking at the number two picture. He hangs up the phone. I said, Dave. I said, that guy that's on the second place stand there in your trophy when you won the national tournament there. I said, I swear that looks like my old high school wrestling coach. He yeah. says, well, Hesh, who was your high school wrestling coach? I said, my high school coach in ninth grade was Coach Trammell, Bruce Trammell. And he says, Hesh, that's Bruce Trammell. I beat him in the national finals. <laughs> so, so it ends that's up awesome. that I'm at yeah. Normandy, yeah. and I go all the way out to Stillwater, Oklahoma. I love that And my said AD, AD beat my high school wrestling coach. I love that And then story. after that, it goes John Smith. Yeah. Um, you know, I had Coach Kudrin throughout uh, the rest of uh, Normandy High School, which was always great to me. He always supported sure. me when I was gone and out, too. Sure. So I, I've got a lot of great coaches. John, great coach, love him, trained sure. me on how I do business today, sure. but sure. I still say my best was my junior high, high school. That's a, that's they had the beautiful biggest effect thing. on my life. They had the biggest effect, I think, on my life, whereas John showed me how to be reach a level that was just unreal. Well, and, and that rings true to so many in my own story, Dominic I. Marino. You yes. know, was is like a father to me, you know, and I had the honor of coaching him, uh, of interviewing him uh, about two months ago, and it was just beautiful just to sit there and listen to him tell the story. So, the co- so. the coaching is um e- like even yourself like like um like John Carroll like I remember sure. um the, I would go up and just sit on the wall and just watch sure which to to an elementary school I sure. was in fifth, fourth fifth sixth grade sure. to watch these college kids first of all I thought they were all eighty years old you know they're all yeah of course yeah, old, they're, they're right. animals yeah, right. Right. yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Right. and they were really they're eighteen year old exactly kids right. themselves, just right. kids yeah just but, doing uh, their but thing. watch it going to John Carroll and um sure the coaching staff up there including yourself and. Sure. And going up to Seoul and to see Coach Di Giovanni oh, up there and Coach Ferguson up to St. Ed's. And terrific. I think we had such a the, – the the teams, Cleveland State in the 1980s. Oh, my gosh. Paul yeah. Capper, Guy Seiko, yeah. Dave Waldors. Oh, um, my gosh. Dave Zaransky. Yep. I, that yeah. lineup, I remember when they wrestled Iowa. I remember when they wrestled Penn State sure. in the sure. dual meeting. And Paul Capper wrestled uh, Jim Martin. Yep. And uh, Cleveland State was ranked in the top 7-8 in the country Always. in the 80s. Top top 10 Always, and, and yeah, it was absolutely. it was so much pride. I used to go down to all those matches, and those matches shaped me to go to Oklahoma State. Sure. Where like when I went to Oklahoma State, I was like, yeah, I've been up to Cleveland State's room, and yeah, I've I've seen the greatest wrestling. I can do this. I can do this. You know, so I mean, a lot of the things around this area locally in Cleveland, yep, helped push me up another level to to go to where I went and get to where I am. Well, Hesh, this has been a marvelous interview, uh, and I could talk to you for hours. Well, I, mean, I appreciate great. it, and. Um, but we're trying to keep it around 30 minutes, and I think we're a little yeah, over. Talked to and, yeah, no, no, it's, no it's, the stories have been fantastic. Please do not apologize. It's wonderful. Um, and so what, uh, what I want to want to leave the audience with is give me a nugget that you'd like to leave our, our audience with about business, life. What coaching. I would say is, is wake up every single day thankful that you've got another day ahead of you. Sure. Have a positive outlook, a positive mindset. And every single day, pour every single thing you've got into that day. Set goals, identify tasks uh, to achieve them, and then execute them. If you follow that Mm -hmm. frame of thought, you'll be successful at every single thing you do. It's not necessarily financially, um, because that doesn't define us, but you'll be successful at everything you do. Those are the the things that I try to adhere to daily. Have a plan. Yep. Work the plan and seize the day. That's it. I love it. On a daily basis, we each day. I love it. Well, Hashtag Afi, good luck with Liberty Mortgage. And 
good luck with coaching and good luck with your life. And, and I would like to say thank you for the opportunity to let me on this a podcast like this, in which you had legends of the sport. And we start saying Lee Kemp, yeah. Guy Seiko. Yeah. I mean, to me, Guy Seiko. I remember when he hit the high flyer and pinned the guy. Indeed. Clean the safety. Indeed. And then I'm I'm good enough to. Uh, you're nice enough to have me on here. Uh, I sincerely appreciate just, it. So the opportunity, I sincerely appreciate it. Well, just pay it forward. I shall. And we, and I uh, we are honored to have you, thank my you friend. Again. We're honored thank to have you. Thank you so much again. Well, thank you again. And uh, remember to to visit our, our website, bloodtime at mvpodcasting.com. The inimitable Maverick Peters from Maverick Mondays. We love him to death. Of course, this is Coach Cimarroni with Blood Time. We are blood. Love to all. I want to share with you my thought of the day. Agendas are a thing of the past. It's time for authentic humanity. I want to thank Serve Pro of Beachwood, our newest sponsor, and Jack Coslin, the owner. They serve all of Northeast Ohio, not just Beachwood. They specialize in disaster cleanup that leaves your home or office like new, like it never happened. Flood and water damage, fire, mold, and they say even blood and guts. Not just any Serve Pro. Seek out Serve Pro of Beachwood. That's Serve Pro Beachwood, Shaker Heights, Cleveland Heights.com, 216-464-4498. Operated by a former All-State wrestler from Beachwood, we love Serve Pro of Beachwood. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!